Hey, I'm Brandon Marsh. And I'm Sam Voss. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed it. I mean, it's a work in progress. Come along for the ride. Six fifty-three a.m. Currently here in Spring Lake slash Nunica. We are uh, listening to Price Right podcast. Thanks for being with us today. I'm gonna try and sound. What's that radio? That sounds like this. Delilah. You're talking about Delilah, the Christmas radio? No. The, uh... Mm. Oh, man, what's it called? Like, I feel like a bunch of... NPR. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, we could do that. I mean, the way I was actually going to start it was... Because it's summertime in northern Michigan. No? Kid Rock? It works. All right, cool. You got kind of a good voice. Hey, thanks, I appreciate that. Hey, welcome back to today's podcast. Um... Obviously, we're excited to be with you guys. We're always excited to be with you guys. And today, it is just the two of us again. Just the two of us. Ooh, you got a great voice, too. <laughs> Make it if we try. Just the two of us. Um, I loved having Austin on last week. It was nice. Yeah, it was. Um, Should we introduce ourselves every time? Yeah, probably. Hey, if you're listening for the first time, my name is Sam Voss. I am Brandon Marsh. And we are your hosts of the Price Right Podcast, where every week uh, we talk about different things, culture, uh, business, small business, uh, life. We work here at Price Right Auto in Nunica and Marne, Michigan, and we talk about that as well. So if you're looking for something random, something fun, something maybe that will inspire you to become a better version of yourself. Exactly. And maybe in the automotive field. Ooh, come on now. Yeah. Um, If you don't know, oftentimes, I mean, you could speak to this more than I could, but sometimes the automotive field can be a little bit, this is pretty foreign to the automotive field that we're doing right now. Yeah, absolutely. Especially having (laughs) you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it tends to be a little bit more cutthroat, a little bit more look out for yourself. And no Uh, one else. Yeah. And so just trying to figure out how can we change that culture here where, um, I know I've said this before, but how do we have people have a career and not a job, yeah. right? Because a career... Automotive is struggling right now to find mm. people, to keep people. I mean, you walk into any shop and you might see one to two guys that are carrying everything. Yeah. And we're, our goal here is to change that, mm-hmm. change everyone's mindset, outlook, to help them not only become better in the field that they're in and also become better people outside of work again we're you not are dropping some truth bombs i mean we're trying to preach but you know we're sinners ourselves come on let's go <laughs> so we're um, trying to learn along the way we are baby um yeah i mean i think the other thing that i've realized about the automotive industry is that this industry is is great it can what am i trying to say okay so covid changed things a lot especially for like gen z and millennials right our generation if you're wondering we're both 30 while you're 31 yeah you're older and wiser but (laughs) um essentially what what has happened now with our generation and younger is we don't we want to work remote we want to be in front of a computer. And so skilled trade is not as... Appeasing. Yeah, right. 
And so we're just trying to figure out a way of how can we still help people understand that in this field, you can have fun, you can enjoy yourself, you can become a better person. And you can have a little bit of both, right. you know, because nowadays, I mean, you have to be skilled in electronics more mm. than I would say lifting heavy things. Yeah. Because vehicles are basically full of computers nowadays. Right. And so you get a lot of mix, you know, if you're yeah. someone that liked messing around with computers or maybe you're a little bit of a gamer or something well this gives you a physical mm. outlet as well so you're not just stuck at an office just sitting there yeah. in one spot all day you get to get up move around you know get those legs moving pumping get your steps in <laughs> how many steps do you think you get a day oh, man thousands I love that for you. I'm hoping I push a thousand. <laughs> um, yeah, it actually, I love what you're saying. So we just jumping into things. Um, so, well, here's what's happening around the dealership. Here's what's happening around the dealership. Presented to you by Price Right Auto. Jumping right into that. Jumping right into it. Okay, so this week, Holly and I... Uh, went to KISD, I think that's what it's called. Sorry, I have it right here in front of me. The tech center? The tech center, yeah. Kent Career Tech Center. Um, and the reason we went is, obviously I'll get into that, but we talked a lot about exactly what you're talking about right now. I like how those dudes wearing a white shirt, khakis, and holding a pipe wrench. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great, isn't it? Oh, man, you could tell the people that created this do not work in a trade. <laughs> <laughs> no, they their marketing department is lacking. Is that the mechanic just holding a hammer by his mouth? Yep. <laughs> but he does have safety glasses on. Oh, safety glasses. You know what? Let's but dive into this. look at those this. safety glasses. Those are good safety glasses. Those so like we just want to preach real quick. Yeah, come on. Safety first. I wear safety glasses all the time. So yeah. safety first, real quick interjection. I and love that's that. It. I love that interjection. Make sure you take care of your uh, body. Yep. Get your steps in. Wear your safety glasses. Yep. It's cool to wear your safety stuff. It is. It's cool. Yeah. I love. Maybe we should make a sign that says yeah. that for the shop. It's cool to wear safety glasses. It's cool to be safe. It is cool to be safe. But when we were at this uh, tech center, the reason we went is we're just kind of brainstorming. Obviously, myself being a ministry background, I love developing people and i love kind of seeing people start from x and go to y um you know all that kind of stuff so one of the reasons that we went was just trying to find young talent kind of like we're talking about that that millennial that gen z that really wants to still be in automotive industry whether it's there in we toured all sorts of stuff over there so we toured their body shop area we toured their uh like mechanic or technician area their parts area we toured their marketing department and then their print area, their and IT department. And this is all department. in one This is all in one location. spot. Yeah, it was a massive building, right? They have 3,000 students that go through there daily, wow. which is pretty awesome. But um, it was super cool because, one, it gets me excited about, like, how can we, as an organization, um, at Price right here, develop these kids? You know, how do we get some... I know you and I have been talking about some sort of program where we can train a tech, be more hands-on with them, get their foot in the door so they understand what it's like to work here, what the culture's like, um, and all those kind of things. But also, um, it was it was cool because we asked 
uh, we toured with the principal of the school or the tech center, however that works. <laughs> and um, I said, what are, what do you hear students talking about in terms of like when they're looking for a work environment? And he said, Sam, you know what's super interesting? And he's 45. He said, when I was getting into the workforce, my generation was all about where am I at on the pay pyramid, right? Where am I at on the pay scale? And he yep. said, now these kids are getting into work environment. And he's, he will sometimes go to job interviews with them because it's kind of how they, they're just trying to teach these kids how to, how do you get a job in a field? How do you interview? How do you get a resume? How do you get good at your trade? Right. It's start to finish. How can you kind of get into the workforce? Right. And he said, these students are starting to ask questions like, well, you know, the employer will say, hey, hey any questions for us? And they say, yeah, what, what's your PTO policy? Yeah. Or, hey, what do you do to care for your employees? People are looking more for fulfillment in life 100%. than just going to a job and collecting a paycheck. Right. And I think... And I think parents have a lot to do with that. Because, I mean, how often do you see, you know, growing up, you watched a family member or something that was always working, never really seemed to have fun outside right. of work. They're always just providing which is good you know don't get me wrong but i think there is a balance you and i have had very different experience with this like so far in our life right like i know you've talked about on here how money was like kind of your driver and that's shifting a little bit yep money has i i've said this before it's never been my driver in this industry it is more fun to hit your goal and then get paid more <laughs> right like the incentive part of it i've yeah. never worked with like a commission or an incentive or anything like that so i do love that and it's super fun but i wanted to pull this up uh super quick sorry it's taking me a second to find it here we go okay so i was researching a couple of things last night of um what do employees want in a workplace and I found a bunch of different articles, um, but it's interesting because none of these articles mention pay, which is so, it's not, it is weird to me in a way. It's also not weird to me. I get it. It's probably more weird to me. Yeah. Fair. Than you. Fair. So some of the things that they say on here are things like, um, this one's tough in the automotive industry because it is uh, a workforce that you do have to be here. Like, you can't, you don't have a hoist at your house, so you're not going to go. Well, I do, but. <laughs> well, you're different then. I don't, and I couldn't fix a car. Remember yesterday, I was like, hey, did you guys. We check had the a insides? Yeah, did you check the insides? <laughs> we had a car that broke down, and I was like, oh, Brandon, just make sure you, uh, you just got to check the insides. Um, but the, these are some of the things that were on that list of what they're looking for in a workplace. Ongoing flexibility a strong workplace culture, a great manager, um, meaningful work, recognition and appreciation, ongoing learning and development. Um, so obviously these are just a lot of different things than what maybe the automotive industry is used to. Maybe that's what I'm trying to say, yeah. actually. I mean, to shed some light on, so the biggest struggle I have and still deal with to this day i feel like because i have built up pto yeah now you know before as just a flat rate tech mm -hmm. basically i would have a few weeks of vacation when my anniversary came i just got a check cut to me sure for my average hours turned right and that was you know a good amount of money yeah and when i took time off 
uh, which was kind of on the rare side, uh, I would just not get paid. Sure. You know, which yep. is kind of nice because, you know, it helps you kind of forces you to save money, kind of right. think about the future and that kind of thing. But now that I actually have actual like PTO, mm. I feel I feel like I can't take time off. Oh, interesting. Because I feel like without me being here, mm. everything's going to slow down. I'm going to come back to work and there's going to be a bunch of stuff that's not right. finished. And that's definitely a mental challenge with me. Yeah. And that's why I tend to not leave work on time. Yeah. I tend to kind of stay later. Yep. And also, I don't want it to appear that, you know, I'm taking a bunch of time off. Right. And people are looking at it like, well, this guy, you know, he's, I get it. he's not working as hard as us. Yep. And... I don't want that perception to happen. Right. And it's definitely a mental block. My wife yells at me all the time. Oh yeah. Yeah. She's always constantly just getting upset with me about it because I'll be like, Oh man, you know, I got to do this. I got to get this done. Mm -hmm. She'll just be like, why are you still on your phone? And yeah. I'm like, well, I'm just looking this up real quick and right. trying to get this lined up for tomorrow. And, uh, so, I mean, obviously I think it stems from being flat rate in the dealership. Sure because the work wasn't always there. Mm -hmm. So you'd feel guilty taking time off or let's say you're having a slow week. Well, you're planning on taking Friday off. That's no longer happening mm. because you have to get, you got to make up your hours. Right. So I think that's kind of like burned into me Yeah. Uh, to while the work's there yep. to stay and get the work done. Right. The problem is, I mean, it's not really a problem. It's a great thing to have, but right. we have so much work. Yeah. And it, the know. work's not <laughs> the work, dropping off anytime soon. And that's what my wife, obviously I've started to, I mean, now that I work here, I'm starting to, I mean, I love it obviously, but I'm also having the same kind of issue that you're having sometimes where it'll be late at night and I'm looking something up or I'm texting somebody about a work thing or I'm staying here late sometimes. And my wife's like, you do know that tomorrow it will still be there. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, I know, but... If I, like get saying, if I get done today, I get done today, then tomorrow I can get something else done. You yeah. Know? But um, what you're saying, I think is, well, two things with it. Okay. So well-being, that's one of the things on this list, right? And I think oftentimes people who are leaders who work hard, they sometimes forget to, to take care of their self, you know? And that's that's fine. I'm not saying I'm not like telling you you have to take care of yourself better by the way. But what I am <laughs> trying to say is that if I mean if you and if myself and others listening to this, if you don't take a step back and take care of yourself, whether that's taking a day off, whether that's saying drawing a hard line and saying, Hey, I'm gonna leave at five today and you leave at five, if you don't do those kind of things, you will get burnt out. Yeah. You know and what I mean? People will I mean there's not a boss in the world that's going to be upset with you for staying late and working more. Right. Right. So it's a vicious cycle because you're like, you're feeling like you're getting more done. You're getting more yep. pats on the back. Like, Hey, you're doing a great job. Well, now you think you can't go backwards. Oh my God. If you left at five o'clock today, dude, where, you the are... where the heck is Brandon at? You know, yeah. and now you set the standard for yourself, which again, not a bad thing, right. you know, it's, it's great, but I will say 
it will burn you out. 100%. There's other people out there that probably are yelling at me right now. Like, mm. you're just complaining. Sure. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we all work with people like Chris, Steve. I mean, those guys, they are workers. Grinders. Yeah. I mean, they're here before us. They're here after us. I mean, it's unreal. Yeah. I've been asking the question lately. I sat down with Jason Stuyvesant for a long time yesterday. And I <clears throat> wrote up a little document of just some of the feelings that I was processing. And one of the things that I was processing is exactly what you're saying. Do we value people who work here because of their grind or because of the insight that they bring? Right? Ooh. I think it's both. I'm not saying it's one or the other. Right. But I think sometimes, and I'm the same way as you, I go, man, if I start to leave at five, or man, if I ask for a day off, or, hey, I got to run and get my kid to school. I think that because I'm grinding less, my value goes down. Yes. I think that is our own perception that we're putting on ourselves. Well, it's hard to see our own value as far as insight. Right. I can, I can see my physical value when it comes to grinding, as you say. Yeah. Like putting the work in, turning the hours, yeah. getting the jobs done, watching the gross go up. I can visit. That's a physical, right. tangible thing. Hundred percent. But as far as insight, you know, people asking you questions, or you having a good answer to those questions. Right. That's something that you don't really see too yep. often. And I've been told. Yeah. I'm sure people have told you. You know, you have a lot of insight, and you bring <laughs> a lot to the table that you may not personally see. Right. And I think maybe we need to do a better job of telling people those things you know what i mean yeah and i think it would help with getting you know the younger people into mm. the trade yep and developing an atmosphere that helps you live a great life right because i mean we spend more time here than we do at home right and i would hope at home it's really great for people. Right. You know, all your toys are there, yep. your activities, yep. that kind of thing. But you spend more time at your job. I know. Yeah, I know. So what do we, what do you do? I mean, I guess you, you do your best to create an enjoyable environment in both spaces, obviously. But sometimes I get nervous. Well, we're just being really transparent today, which is <laughs> great because lack of trust vulnerability is key to building a pyramid we'll get to that folks don't worry yeah but <laughs> um it's on the screen it's on the screen you can't see it but we can <laughs> um what i get worried about is that if we don't put the same amount of grind into our other things in our life that we enjoy then those things will get neglected and then we they won't be as enjoyable correct see what i'm saying like yeah. a, a marriage a friendship a hobby I mean, it's all the same. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not I can all tell the same, you, but... So, like, I'm a big biker. Right. You know, anything with two wheels, mountain bikes, dirt bikes. I can tell you within the past eight years, mm -hmm. I have bought and sold probably four or five dirt bikes mm. because I buy them, ride them for a little bit, get wrapped up, busy. Sure. Don't put the time into it. I should. Right. And I just sell it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, time goes by, and I'm like, man, I really got to get back into this. Right. Buy another one, and it sits. Yeah. And I'm just now, 
<laughs> I mean, we're not that old. We're in our early 30s. Yeah, but... no, listen to us talk about it like <laughs> yeah. we're like 50. Back in the day. <laughs> but no, it's just something, you know, you got to think about. If this is something you really want to do, don't focus your whole life on work. Work is great. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It gives you a lot of pride. Yeah. You know, I cars used to be my 100% mm-hmm. hobby. Um, I biked a little bit. Now sure. it flip-flopped yeah. because I deal with cars every day. So yep. now with having a different hobby outside of work, I can kind of enjoy cars a little more during work. So it kind of gives you, works Works more, I believe, a, oh, what I'm trying to say is it's like a consistent, mm, sure, consistent kind of hobby. Yep. You know, and I would routine hobby, routine hobby. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Sure. You know, whereas like stuff outside of work, typically you kind of bounce around, you know, yep. you'll go, go mountain biking or you'll go paddle boarding. You kind of, kind of bounce around like, you know, I'm feeling this today. Sure. Work is consistent every day because you have yep. a certain job. Well, hopefully it's every day. Hopefully it's every day. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so it's you got to find that balance yeah so you don't get burned out because if you went home every day and you went bike for a bike ride or something Mm -hmm. you're gonna you're gonna quit eventually you're gonna slow down yeah or you're gonna try and switch it up yep to bring that spark back right and that's what i want to try to do here and that's why i try to do with the guys Mm -hmm. um because if some people are just listening for the first time been a master tech for yep. over 10 years um now i'm kind of slipping into a kind of service. service role yeah um as far as basically lining techs up with work um going over repair orders and stuff mm-hmm. kind of helping techs out when there's a struggle um basically just lending a hand when i can but i'll see guys when they start getting burned out in one job because rep- repetition's awesome when you do one job you might get your butt kicked on it but if you do it a couple more times now you're getting fast right because i got guys out here that used to hate one certain job they Mm. did it a couple times now i give them as soon as that job comes in they want it right because they know they can make time yeah they can kill it but you can only do that for so long and then you start feeling kind of like oh man i just don't feel like taking this one bolt out that i have to take out 30 times you know and so then I switch it up like, hey, you know, you've been throwing transmissions in these Ford Explorers like crazy. Here's here's a heater core job or HVAC mm-hmm. job or some form yeah. of something different. Yep. Just to keep it keep it fresh. Yeah. And it seems to work most of the time. Yep. And sometimes I'm even shocked. Like, well, why didn't you just give me this job? I've done it a hundred times. Well, I, I thought you would uh, want to change. And they're like, oh, wow, that's really cool like they didn't really yeah. see it that way at first and then they're like oh man that's really cool he's like but yeah i'll take that trans job too and i'm like all right perfect <laughs> <laughs> you know so <laughs> right yeah i think i mean you kind of alluded to this i i did want to touch on this today for a little bit or a brief moment um i think i mean sometimes we've never really touched on what do we actually do here so you kind of started to get it into like your master tech but like what's uh routine day in the life of brandon marsh here at price Red auto maybe in your role well i wake up go to the bathroom okay that's good <laughs> that's good that's a good start so yeah get into the shop basically um open up some stuff uh, unlock doors you know kind of get the shop prepped ready yep. for guys to come in 
uh, grab some keys out of the Dropbox, give them to Spencer, who he deals primarily with customer write-ups. Yeah. And then I'll go immediately into workflow. Mm-hmm. So I, I look at what every tech has on his plate. All right, what's he waiting on? Does he need help find this part? Or sure. does he need some guidance on, you know, he's halfway through a job. Why is it kind of stalling out? Yep. Oh, he needs this and the ball got dropped or something. Yeah, Just making sure. sure that doesn't happen right. to keep everyone rolling. Yep. Um, and then basically go through, because um, we have a lot of inventory cars, mm-hmm. go through, see what's waiting on parts to make sure there's always something lined up. So right. if customer, uh, customer pay stuff kind of slows down for a day, because I can kind of see that based yep. on the schedule. All right, make sure we got lot work. That's ready mm. to go. Parts are in there, you know, so that way we don't assign a vehicle to a tech, sure. which still does happen, you know, like, hey, we're missing this seal or something. Yep. No big deal. We'll quick order it. Yeah. But my job is to kind of prevent that from happening. So everything goes seamless. Yep. But obviously it's hard sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not I mean, always another... perfect. I'm not perfect. You're not? No. Oh, no. Shoot. I don't have clear You heard it here on. first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> He's not perfect. Um, no, I know another thing that you do or that you maybe have started to do more is we do have a couple entry-level techs, young kids who want to get into the industry. What is that like? I mean, I think of like a Jeremiah. I don't think of a Billy as much. I mean, I think Billy is getting his feet wet, right? Yeah. Um, but like in terms of the, that kind of a guy, a Jeremiah, a Josh, a Billy, what is it like to to train those guys and work with those guys and well i guess what does that look like because that is a big part of your job too so the biggest thing i you have to have a good attitude Mm. and an open mind i've worked with guys before where they're so closed-minded and they kind of want you know a lot of people think working on cars is cool Mm -hmm. and that's the only reason they want to work on cars yeah and i have to tell you well they just got you just gotta fix the inside stuff just the inside stuff I mean, you have to have a lot more than that to mm-hmm. work on cars because mm. it's it's a mental and physical battle some days. Oh, yeah. And s- someone that just is like, you know what? It looks cool. I'm going to try it. It's like, well, you really got to get your feet wet and see if this is what you want to do because there's multiple people that, you know, try to work on cars and they're like, this this sucks. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do this every day. Right. Because you got to think about it that way. It's not just you working on your buddy's cars on the weekends or something. You are doing this every yeah. day. Right. You know, and I know a lot of people that were great mechanics and they ended up quitting, got a different job because it was their hobby. Sure. And they didn't, they're feeling burnt out. Now they're not messing with their cars on the weekends or at home at night yeah. because they're doing it all day. I totally agree. Mm. But the people that, you know, you have a kid with an open mind and I'm like, hey, like Jeremiah or Josh or yep. even Billy. Uh, Billy was a slow start, you know. I think he thought it would be easier. Mm-hmm. Um, but I the way I kind of train is very hands-on. I'm mm. not the one to, if you have a question, grab the wrench out of your hand and just do it for you. And like, sure. yep, this is how you do it. No, I'm going to tell you what to do right and you're gonna do it and you may mess up yeah and i'm gonna be there to help you fix what you mess up because you're gonna learn more from that than anything if you i mean they said uh i I can't remember who said it but um somebody once said you learn more from your mistakes than your successes yes right 
so yeah if you snap that bolt off because you tightened it too much yep well you're really gonna learn after you spent a half hour to an hour drilling that thing out and retapping the <laughs> yeah. hole versus if i just all right this is how you tighten right. it and this is where you're at because now when you're on your own everything's a struggle because you could do my job if i was there telling mm. you what to do step by step i love the flattery <laughs> i think so, it's doubtful but when you're on your own it's a totally because it's totally different sure so that's what i try to build on is creating that that thought process of being on your own and keep going and learning how to basically figure out problems yeah. and come up with a solution on your own using you know service information right that's what i'm a big because countless times you know you got people asking you like well how do you take this off what does service information say mm. and some kids you know yeah will give you an attitude well you know why can't you just tell me well that's not how this works sure i'm trying to help you in the long run right and billy's starting to see that now because now he even says like he'll ask me a question immediately he'd be like you know what I'm going to look at service information. Mm. So I'm problem like, solving awesome. is a big part of being a tech. Huge. Huge part. Yep. And that is a skill in and of itself. I yes. mean, some people have a difficult time problem solving any problem, yep. right? Let alone working on a $30,000 car trying to problem solve that. Yeah. You know? So um, that's great. And then sometimes you do stay a little late. You're just trying to catch up on work then or yeah it's tough especially here because the work like we said never seems to run out sure there's always something to do here always yeah. something especially when you're moving into more of a service role yep you know there's always cars to find parts for there's always something to look up to mm. try and figure to problem solve yep so that way it's lined up for the next person yeah. or if there's if the vehicle's sold it's like, all right, I need to diagnose these three things so that way sure. parts are in order. Then when the parts come in, we can get knocked out right. the day that they want it done. That makes sense. Um, but I want to touch on, obviously, you coming in because mm. I feel like you're a big part of the next generation mm. trying to build this culture. And, you know, you're a big advocate on PTO. Come on. Take your time <laughs> off, people. <laughs> yeah, I think... Um, so, obviously, you and I have touched on a little bit in previous podcasts about where we came from. Obviously, I was in ministry for 10 years. If you want to learn more about that, you're going to have to listen to a previous episode. But uh, my day-to-day -day on what that actually looks like here for me is different every day. So, I oversee um, marketing. That's originally what I got hired for was marketing. So, um, obviously, my role has drastically shifted to be more HR, um, whatever Chris Holly, Jason, Steve, John need done, I will do my best to get done. Um, but yeah, I think the, the three big things that I work on are number one is HR things. So whether it's learning about health insurance and making sure that our employees have the best benefits that they can possibly have, how much like oftentimes it's like hey how much do i have to pay for health insurance or hey is my does my hospital or does this dentist accept my insurance so i'll try to get all those answers for them a lot of that is working with like our insurance agency they are very helpful um so it's things like that it's things like employees saying hey i'm hoping to get time off am, am i allowed to so i'll say let me double check with your manager 
and look at like the schedule and see if another person already is off. Um, it's HR things in terms of like um, workman's comp. So everybody who's in the business, uh, the business pays a certain dollar amount for you every hour that you're here to make sure that you're covered in case something were to happen to you. So that, that just takes a, a little bit of time to line up um, and things like that. So I work on that. So that's kind of like the HR side of things. Then the second big thing that I obviously love and everybody has heard me talk about, and I probably would put number one as my favorite thing that I get to do is culture. How do we help and create price right to be one of those places that it, that people are like, I can't, I can't leave. You know, because the reality is there's a lot more to work than pay. You and I have touched on this a lot in the workplace. Like pay is great. We all love getting a check. But if we didn't get paid, we wouldn't be here. (laughs) 100%. 100%. (laughs) But there's also a lot of other benefits or things that can create a great work environment besides pay. And so just trying to figure out how do we best tap into those kind of things in terms of, I mean, some of the things we even read on that list, you know, like hey, how do we have boundaries in place to make sure that, hey, Brandon Marsh is not getting burnt out, you know? Or how do we have it so we want to celebrate that we had a great month last month. Hey, we're going to get food for everybody or, you know what I mean? Yeah. So all those kind of culture things. Um, yeah, like the Kent, the Kent Career Tech Center is part of the project I'm working on. How do we have some sort of development class? This is something that we've been ta- talking about for a while now in terms of, people one getting into the workforce so this is one of the things i work on is brainstorming processes and strategies of how can we create you know technician opportunities for entry-level techs but then also how maybe there is a class of how can you become the best version of yourself right right so it's kind of the leadership meeting that we have every every um what third thursday of the month or whatever it is talking about different things whether it's uh, you know, your four core characteristics of a price right employee or... Or to view your own, what you see as a weakness. Right. Yeah. A lot of it is internal. Like, hey, you need to you need to self-evaluate. Yep. So, yeah, another part of my job is helping people process those things, you know, whether that's... So um, you're like our uh, on-pay therapist. <laughs> and some days it feels that way, <laughs> which is fine. It's all great things. I mean, there's a lot of other things. Marketing, in terms of marketing, I still do a lot of things with uh, signing up with different like advertising agencies, whether it's like Mr. Scripps Pizza. And you do or, a little graphic design. Yep, a little graphic design on the side, a little video editing on the side. A little this, a little that. A little this, a little that. If a printer goes down... I'm usually the first call. Computer goes down, I'm the first call. So I always like to tell people, when they say, what do you do at Price Trade Auto? I say in the most humble way possible, what don't I do at Price Trade Auto? <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's probably the favorite part of my job. Every day is different. Um, and there's a lot. I mean, you're looking at it. There's a lot of things that I already have written down for today. 30 sticky notes on his uh, little yeah. <laughs> erase board yeah. in front of his computer. Yeah, there's a lot There's a lot to do, but it's all great things. In terms of marketing, uh, we did hire a marketing guy, Justin. That has helped me a ton because, one, he is way smarter and way wiser than me in terms of marketing things. And... Two, it allows me to be a little bit more focused on other things where I felt like I was starting to drop the ball a little bit with all the different things I was juggling. 
and Justin has been incredible. Not that you asked what Justin does, but Justin did take a lot of my responsibilities away from me to free me up to try to yeah. dream. And it seems effortless to him. Yeah. He never seems overwhelmed. No, he's, he's very analytical. So one of the things that he works on is uh, leads by zip codes. Uh, so we can see what zip codes are we hitting the most so we know which zip codes to advertise in more. So a lot of that is pulling data from third-party sites like AutoTrader, CarGurus, Cars.com, throwing it into a spreadsheet. Dealer.com is our website provider. They also give us a ton of analytics of, hey, here's how many shoppers are in your area, and then they'll go zip code by zip code in Michigan. And the reason that's important is now I can start to advertise to somebody on the east side of Grand Rapids because I know that there's 50,000 shoppers on the east side of Grand Rapids and there's only 450 shoppers in Nunica. Right. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So we do a lot of those kind of things, a lot of conversions of, hey, we had this many leads last month, we set this many appointments, we had this many sales, how can we increase that appointment? Is, it, is there an incentive for a customer? It, just brainstorming, right? And it'll show too in the future if we do ever expand from what we're at. Right. You can see where we should go. Exactly. Where 100%. our percent And I think that's what I was going to say. That's towards. the last part of my job that um, I probably I don't spend the most time on, but it gives me the most energy. I mean, obviously the culture side does, but almost like a business development type job of kind of looking into what else can the business do to grow. You know, uh, what else can we offer? Where else can we go? Um, what else can we offer to employees, customers? Yeah. All Sky's the limit. Things. Sky's the limit, right? So that's a day in the life. So a day in the life is never a routine for me. Where and it's not routine for you either, um, but which is good. Yeah, it's very good. I I think I'm kind of a creature of habit, but yeah. I feel like if you kind of do different things throughout the day, it breaks up that come to work do this go home right you get paid kind of a thing hundred percent so um i was hoping to get into a lot of other things today but we've been rolling on these topics yeah, which i just love. uh keep talking keep talking so um here's what i'd love to do we do have a couple a couple employee highlights today not just one not one but two so let's dive into the owner highlight of the week dose Time for the owner highlight of the week, where the owners choose one employee each week going above and beyond for the company. Enjoy. You deserve it. Okay, so this... um so each week, uh, if, you, if, you, if this is your first time listening, each week we do highlight a different employee. We have the owners write a, a spotlight for an employee. So just to clarify things, because we don't talk about this every podcast. If you want to go back and listen, you can kind of learn more about the owners sometimes. But there are three owners. So Chris, Holly, and their dad, John. John started the company in 92 um, and kind of brought his kids on. And now Jason is part of that as well. And so this is a family business, but I I wonder if they'll adopt us someday. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> great. Um, it is a family business. We like to have a lot of fun here, and the owners are great, uh, all three of them, and Jason. I always say Jason's like a part-time owner. But yeah. um, John, Holly, and Chris, if you're listening, we do love you guys. But um, this is written from Holly, who offices in our Martin location. 
who would like to highlight Morgan Castle, who is a service writer over there. She said, Morgan has only been with us a short time and is already such a vital part of Price Red Auto. She came to us with experience in the dealership world, but had never worked at an independent shop prior to ours. She has taken it by the reins, and it's easy to see she takes pride in everything that she does. The role of a service advisor requires the ability to multitask, communicate, and, get this, problem solve, all while moving at a fast pace. It can be quite the balancing act, and Morgan does a great job of making it look easy. Aside from mastering the routine tasks, her character is impeccable. She carries herself with integrity and handles everything she does with grace. Employees like her are hard to come by. And we are blessed and excited to have her on the team. Yeah. She's awesome to deal with. Every time I have a question or like, hey, can you send this document over? I mean, there's no hesitation about Mm. it. And she's always, how can I help? She is. Yeah, Morgan is, I say this every time that we talk about service advisors. You, Spencer, Morgan, Alex, People who deal with customers deserve a hug. A hug. <laughs> yeah, I could decide what I was going to say. Ice cream cone. Something. Something, because it's super difficult to call a customer and say, hey, by the way, your bill today is $3,000, or to have an upset customer because we can't get a part in. Yeah. Sometimes it's out of, a lot of the times, it's out of their control. Yeah. And know? dealing with different types of personalities. Right. Some people. You may think like, oh, this conversation is going to go super well, and they just explode their whole life onto you. Right. And, you know, I used to be a mechanic in the back all the time. Yeah. Not really talking to customers minus once a week, maybe, you know, to explain what's going on. Now, you know, it's it's definitely you have to be understanding mm-hmm. that other aspect of where they're coming from right. and not feel attacked because people think, will raise yeah. their voice. Part of it has to be, and this is why I think Morgan does a great job, the automotive industry to the outside world can look like, man, automotive shops just rip people off. Yeah, Don't they're they? making so much money. Right. You can do this for free because you're Where, making so much. I think we do things differently. I mean, I think we care for customers and we're honest and we have integrity and all those kind of things. But it's how do you communicate that? And I think Morgan does a great job yeah. of communicating, hey, I'm really sorry, or hey, this is what's going on, or you know, or being even understanding. Yeah. So Morgan, uh, we love you, and we love having you on the team, but today is also a special day because, we say this every week, if you want to highlight an employee, you can email hr at pricerightauto.org. Guess what? Somebody else highlighted somebody. Oh, highlight number two. Highlight number two. So we don't have a special jingle for this yet. We'll work on that. Do you want to sing something for me? I don't have anything. That's perfect. We'll use that. Okay, so (laughs) um, Austin Snyder, who was on the podcast last week, actually sent one in as well, um, and he wanted to highlight Matthew Chapkis. Who is to Japkis. To Japkis. So Matt Chapkis is a sales Silent guy tea. here in Nunica. And um, it, it is a little bit longer because it's Austin. He's a man of many words. Great yeah. words. Great, <laughs> Great words. words. Fast words. Fast words. But here's what um, Austin had to say about Matt. Is there a Spark Notes version? Uh, I mean, this is bullet pointed, so I think it kind of is. I'll go fast. <laughs> Just kidding, Austin. We love you. So, Matt Chapkis, this is what Austin Snyder had to say about you, man. Matt's exceptional performance, dedication, and hard work does not 
has not gone unnoticed. He consistently goes above and beyond his duties and responsibilities, delivering outstanding results and demonstrating his commitment to excellence. Matt has been an integral part of our sales team, consistently exceeding expectations, and his contributions have made a significant impact on our success. His positive attitude and strong work ethic have made him a valued member of our organization, and we are proud to have him on the team. Matt came into sales department with zero car sales experience, but because of his personality and drive, he has shown his ability to become the number one salesman last month. Working with customers and his liability is a natural talent. Congratulations to Matt Chapkis on this well-deserved well recognition. Woo okay, so a couple different things. First, what I what I want to say is um, Matt Chapkis is going to be on the podcast next week. <gasps> Not going to be fun. That's exciting. So we're excited to have uh, have you on next week, Matt, and uh, we'll talk to you a little bit more about what, maybe what that was like coming into automotive world for the first time. I know I'm I'm in a sim- yeah. similar boat. Zero experience, and he's been top salesman what three times? I, I'm not sure. We'll have to ask him for sure too. For sure, too. Um, but, I mean, Chris said this in his employee highlight last week when he highlighted Rob Reens. He said, people doubt when you hire somebody with zero experience in the automotive industry. And he said in his thing that he's even had people criticize him. Here's another example of an employee who comes to Price Right Auto with zero automotive experience. So if you're listening to the podcast and you're thinking, man, that sounds like a great place to work, but I don't have any automotive experience, that is not... Think again. Think again, because that's not something that we are worried about over here. You know, we're looking for good people who want to become better people, who work hard, and... Or good people that will make us better people. Yeah, 100%. So, with that being said, once again, if you would like to highlight somebody, you can email hr at priceridauto.org. Um, and now, we're going to be diving into the final segment of the day. Oh, my goodness. My. Can Brandon finally answer a question correctly? We'll find out, folks. Stumping Brandon Marsh. Can they stump him with this week's riddle? <laughs> don't don't smirk before you tell me. It's oh, this so is good. Bad. Okay, so every week, uh, obviously, I try to stump Brandon Marsh, and so far, I've been <laughs> killing a <Batting> hundred. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know why it's so fun for me to embarrass you, but uh, I love it. <laughs> it's so good. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Though I'm not an elephant, I am something with a trunk. If I get old and rusty, you might sell me off as junk. What am I? Luggage? No. I'm going to give you one more chance. I think you can okay. get this one. All right. Though I'm not an elephant, I am something with a trunk. If I get old and rusty, you might sell me off as junk. What am I? A few moments later. Oh, man. You're going to have to edit all this long pause out. No, it's better. It's good with the long pause. (laughs) (laughs) You want me to tell you? Oh, my goodness. I am something with a trunk. If I get old and rusty, you might sell me off as junk. I get old and rusty. We don't. We do not sell. So I'm thinking. So my thought process. I'm yeah, thinking yeah. something metal. Okay. Good. 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 Like a hinge. Something with wheels. A car. It's just a car. It's a car. 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> I thought that'd be way too easy. I was like, it's gotta be something. Okay, here's another one for you. This is this is the second one that I'll do today. Alright, alright. If I get this one, you gotta edit out the first one. Well we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever want one of these, then a license you must get. This transport spelled with three letters, but it isn't called a jet. Car? Yeah! <laughs> oh my gosh. You, I thought if I gave you back-to-back car ones, you would get it. Yeah, for sure. You know, If I didn't, I would never do this <laughs> podcast again. <laughs> I felt like I had to bring my batting average down a little bit, and I think you had to get one. Yeah. You know? So I think it's a win-win for both of us. Sure, we had our. I had my bench it's guy It's kind in. of a pity question, but... <laughs> Well, thanks so much for listening. Um, next week, we are going to have a special guest with us, like we said. Um, but, I mean, every week we say, hey, let's just try to be the best versions of ourselves and become better people. Yep. So, let's get after it, get better, let's become do it. great. As Brian Kite, Kite would say. Or as Chris it's knows time. Him, Brian Knight. Do the work. Do the work. Do the work. Do All it. right, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye.